friends. It's Sean here. It is the 26th of February. That's a Monday. It's the start of a new week and, well, it feels kind of like the start of a new life for me. Yeah, that's not even an exaggeration. So, as many of you would know, this weekend I was ordained as a deacon in the Anglican Church. I'm now the Reverend Sean. Wow. And as many of you would know, there has been a whole lot of conflict and discomfort in me heading into that. But over a number of days of retreat, God has done some amazing work in me and kind of prepared me. And I just feel so incredibly blessed and humbled and like this church has validated God's call on my life to step forth into this ministry, which... It's just crazy and wonderful and an incredible privilege. So I <laughs> I wore a dog collar for a bunch to try and get my head around this. And um, yeah, my bishop told me, Sean, next you need to walk down the street <laughs> dressed in clerical gear. Yeah, that is my journey now. And that is just the most incredible privilege. And for those of you who have encouraged me along the way, Gee, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. This this role is all about serving God's people, and you have served me and loved me and upheld me. And for that, from the bottom of my heart, I just thank you so much. But here we are. We are up to a new week, and this week we are going to be reading Ephesians. Now, I feel like I've misled you, because last week I was telling you how much I love Colossians I think I love Ephesians more. Is that wrong? Is this my favorite? I don't know. It's, it is the most incredible book. Where Colossians was written to a church going through the, the challenges that they were facing in their context, Ephesians then uses a bunch of the content from Colossians. Paul uses some of that to, to encourage this church as well. But this church isn't going through specific challenges per se. So he just writes this encouragement to build them up and to, to teach them some more of the fundamentals. Without a, a particular bent in mind, he just wants to teach them and encourage them. So Ephesians is just filled with widely applicable gold. And we are going to dip our prospecting pans into this river and find ourselves some gold nuggets today. How awesome. So let's do it, friends. Let us read together Ephesians chapter 1. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. 
He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Oh Lord, there is so much in this. You have done so much for us. Oh, and we are just so grateful. And as we read that you have done all of this, chosen us, rescued us, purchased us, so that we could praise and glorify you. And so that is what we do right now. Oh, we just lift you up. We adore you. We praise you and your name above every other name. And we just place you in the highest place in our lives. Let every one of our actions, let every breath we draw be in praise to you, our loving Saviour and God. Thank you for the intimacy of your presence and your love for us. 
It is just more than we can ever, ever expect or dream of. But here you are loving us nonetheless. We pray all of this in your loving name, Jesus. Amen.